0: In this episode, we're going to focus on the Shipstead trainee program. What is it and who is it for? Karsten Guttröd-Håklin just finished his two-year program where he had placements at VG, Tori, Dinepenger, and E24. What was his most important learnings and how did he get into the program in the first place? Karsten, welcome to Shipstead Talks. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Let's talk about the Shipstead trainee program. Uh, what is it and who, who is it for?
1: Well, it's a sort of talent development program for young people straight, uh, straight from, uh, from school. Usually, they apply straight from, uh, from a master's degree. And then it's a two-year program where you're working in four different placements and um, experiencing different like functions and uh, business areas to, to develop yourself within those and see what truly motivates you.
0: And we, we're going to talk about your placements later on, but, but why did you apply in the first place?
1: Well, uh, I think it was a perfect combination of both Shipstead's uh, mission uh, with mm-hmm. uh, rethinking things, being disrupting and also empowering people, which I think is, is really motivating for me. And also yeah. this uh, this combination of uh, creativity and business, usually we're sort of playful while there's still time developing new functions and uh, services. Mm-hmm. And then uh, lastly, of course, uh, I'm into this sort of cool tech products, which is my passion. So yeah. a- actually I had a previous experience with Chipstead. I worked uh, two summers uh, as a journalist in uh, oh. E24. Uh, where I'm also yeah. currently working. So, so I, I got my introduction to Shipstead uh, in that sense and uh, felt like this was something I really wanted to do.
0: Shipstead said, look, for motivated, solution oriented adaptable people with a genuine interest in, in media, do you tick all these boxes?
1: Well, uh, certainly motivated and interested in media. And uh, of course, you try to develop as much as you can within these areas of adaptability and uh, solution orientation and this is something um, you work on a lot during your program so uh,
0: the program consists of four different placements right yeah talk us through your four different placements what did you do during your t- two years
1: yeah well I I was lucky in my first placement sort of I was able to draw a bit of my journalism experience uh, I worked in uh, VG+ and my task there was to develop a new what we call editorial pillar or like a subject to mm. to write more about. And it was a very cool approach because I, I was able to mix uh, journalism with analysis and, and sort yeah. of this business uh, mindset. So I went through a lot of data trying to see w- which subjects engaged and which uh, subjects was able to sell subscriptions. Yeah. And then I wrote my own articles on these subjects uh, as market tests, trying to see what could work and not.
0: And did you find one new pillar for VG in the end?
1: <laughs> yeah, you probably noticed uh, there's a lot of personal finance stuff there,
0: yeah.
1: which is my baby and uh, what I've been fighting for since I started there. So yeah. uh, I'm really proud to see that uh, that a lot now as well. And, and the next placement was? Uh, it was in Torrey in uh, Helsinki. Yeah. What was that like, Uh, living in Helsinki? (laughs) Well, actually, I only stayed in Helsinki for four days. Oh, it was during the the pandemic, of course. Yeah, so I got there the 8th of March. So uh, I stayed there for four days and uh, (laughs) how the situation turned out, I was asked to go home. So I still worked in Helsinki, but from home in Norway.
0: That's a shame. It's a beautiful city. Yes. And the Finns are the most lucky, you know, the luckiest people on earth. So they could probably <laughs> teach you something, yeah. teach us all something. But there's, uh, there's a
1: silver lining here, uh, because uh, when- For happ- happiest people, I should say, not luckiest, happiest, happiest sorry. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a silver lining here uh, because uh, I, uh, when the sort of uh, travel restrictions started to open up a bit in June. I was able to go back and stay there for three months yeah so although it wasn't six months it was at least three months and uh, i agree with you helsinki is a beautiful city and i didn't uh, associate it with with summer at first but having spent the summer there um, i really like it and uh, i'm going back as soon as i can and in addition the the people there I guess there's a common prejudice that uh, Finnish people are sort of closed and uh, and like being for themselves. And yeah. I was I experienced the total opposite. Oh, nice! Was uh, invited to cabin trips, uh, saunas, uh, boat rides uh, with my colleagues. So it was very welcoming and open and fun. Nice.
0: That's nice. Yeah.
1: So anyway, what I did there, <laughs> I was. Uh, investigating new strategic opportunities and, and evaluating those we had already started. So we had this project called Toriasnot, which is CASA, yeah. basically, in Finland. So I worked closely with that. And I also was inspired by Finn and Blockett and how success, successful they are with the visibility products and uh, yeah. try to develop our own uh, as well. So it was a mix of uh doing analysis and also leading projects starting new initiatives, which that was uh, so really interesting
0: that's great because that's one of my questions of course i mean during this this these different placements you you did get really important tasks all the time, not like you make coffee runs <laughs>
1: no not at all <laughs> um, of course, your responsibilities and tasks they increase uh during the program mm-hmm. as you sort of grow and develop and become comfortable with these uh, responsibilities mm. and tasks. And mm. also you want to develop yourself. So, so you want to try bigger things all the time. Uh, yeah. But still there's a real um, impact and uh, also gratitude for what you're doing uh, as a trainee. Mm. And um, the, I think there's a reason it has the sort of status it has today.
0: I have a question then. You you do get a mentor within the trainee program, right? Or do you get four mentors? Or is it one mentor?
1: You get one mentor, which is assigned to you personally based on your sort of profile and uh, and what you're interested in. And uh, this is usually a higher up in the Shipstead uh, hierarchy. So uh, my mentor is the, um, what's the English correct word for it? Uh, development editor. Uh, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, something like that <laughs> in, yeah. in Aftenposten, giving my sort of interest right. in media and stuff. And what, what you want to do with the mentor program is, is up to you, whether you want to have quite frequent meetings or uh, meet every, every six months, and what, what things you want to discuss. So it's, so it's basically up to you? Yes, you decide together with your mentor, what you think is best and what you want to get out of it.
0: So, and what did the two of you decide on?
1: Well, he has had a baby. Uh, during my oh. time. So <laughs> so <laughs> we've had some lunches and some chats, and, and I re- truly appreciate that. What I uh, appreciated even more is the contact I have with the head of trainees, okay. which uh, it's, is also your, uh, in addition to just being your, uh, your leader, is also your coach in many ways. At the start of each placement, you sit down, you make goals, and yeah. uh, he he will, uh, Jonas, as he's called, will usually challenge you on your goals and how you'll reach them, and then also yeah. follow up uh, during your your time in that placement. After Tori, what was your next adventure? Then I went to Dine Pengir, which is a, yeah. um, a financial or personal finances magazine in Norway. Right up your alley, right? Yes. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was uh, <laughs> exactly it, right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there I was uh, trying to find new revenue streams or even develop new ones. So mm. started a lot of projects and saw that our biggest biggest resource was our readers. So mm. trying to engage them as much as possible, create a new formats which they would like, and focus on that.
0: By that, do you mean selling subscriptions or, or in what way do you mean that they are the biggest resource?
1: Well, in terms of the, the most value for the Din, for the it could be created by uh, increasing engagement and uh, yeah. and uh, getting
0: data yeah. and churn
1: rate for uh, yeah. for subscri- for subscribers. As part of that, I I started looking into a platform for sort of uh, rating and um, and organizing funds, and maybe even sort of seeing which. Uh, financial funds were best tuned for what situations. Yeah. And uh, it, it became a snowball um, in terms of uh, scope and uh, and uh, what we saw was the potential in it. So uh, there was a sort of meta transition there from Dine Penge to E24. Yeah. Um, which we saw was a better brand to put it in. So I, I stayed on in E24, uh, actually, where I am now.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: And working with this uh, platform for, uh, for uh, finding funds.
0: And explain to me, I mean, for example, I, I know Morningstar is known around all around the world. They rate funds, compare this to your, your idea, yeah, your baby. Yeah, right.
1: So Morningstar is actually a very valuable uh, partner for us in this project. Yeah. They rate funds, sort of, they give them one to five stars based on their historical performance. And that's Mm -hmm. it. And you can't compare them. You can't compare a Norwegian fund with a global fund, for example. So as a user, our target group is sort of those who think funds are complicated and scary. So we have created this sort of very smooth onboarding process, really asking the users what they're interested in and then sort of saying, okay, if this is your your plans and how you're feeling, you should choose one of uh, these funds. As you know, uh, having money in the bank, a uh, normal bank account, usually you, you lose money uh, because of the inflation rate. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that's why it was so important for me trying to develop uh, this kind of service and could appeal to those who are actually not that interested. Our value proposition is that, tell us, answer three questions and uh, we will uh, create a list of the most fitting funds.
0: How many users does this service have right now?
1: We haven't launched yet. Oh, you haven't launched it yet? So, yeah. Sorry. Uh, we, will, oh, no. uh, we will launch when will you? Uh, in the start of September. So I guess about when this episode uh, drops, actually. Interesting. Interesting. So, uh, so I encourage anyone to go to e24 and uh, check out uh, E24 from Svengern.
0: Take the questions Jan. the ones that you have posted to the to
1: readers. Yeah. Well, so we ask uh, for how long you're planning to save, which is crucial in sort of defining the risk. And then also in finance, uh, as I'm sure many are aware, there's the thing called risk. And it has a different meaning from your everyday uh, term risk. It means mm-hmm. just how much the return varies. So we are taking a different approach, trying to find the right risk for you, which is asking you, well, if your funds dropped with 20%, how would you react? Yeah. And sort of determining their, their uh, willingness to take risks from there. And also, uh, like your general uh, how much you want to invest, which is also crucial to finding the right funds. Of course. And then you hit find the right fund for me. And voila, we have created a list of the most relevant funds and also yeah. other info about the fund, like, uh, of course, uh, how sustainable it is. If you had made this choice uh, three years ago and invested the amount you now indicated. What what would be your return today? From
0: my point of view, it sounds like an an excellent idea. And would this uh, idea have come to come alive without the Shifted Trainee program?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. I know there's been a lot of uh, interest in it from before and also commercially from our partners in sort of not only generate leads and customers on the loan side, but also on the saving side. But this is quite typical trainee projects, although it's a bit bigger in scope, given that there's one product or one thing that um, the placement want to investigate and try to develop. So I would say uh, there's 50 50 chance, actually, because you need a a resource solely uh, focusing on this to be able to create such a big project.
0: Apart from this, what, what was the most important learnings you did from, from uh, the trainee program?
1: Well, starting off, I uh, acknowledge that I have this uh, tendency to uh, work with stuff on my own uh, and then presenting a complete solution, getting feedback and then reworking it. And learning to include people at an early stage in whatever you're doing uh, makes yeah. it easier. You, you get to the final product much faster. And it definitely gets better as well. So You I, became a
0: better team player.
1: Yes, exactly. Which is a huge part of the program as well, developing yourself as a, not only a leader, but, uh, but a team player. I mean, sort of uh, going on the same subject, I, I sort of discovered for myself that this was also about allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Show what you can't master. Because if you're uh, putting up a facade in the end, it won't go well. So
0: yeah, Then you won't learn anything.
1: Right, exactly. So this program is meant for you to try stuff and you will fail at some point. Yeah. But that's okay because the program is meant for it. That's the only way you learn.
0: So have you, have you got any advice for those who, who consider applying to the trainee program?
1: Well, it's a unique opportunity to grow in uh, many areas and especially so quickly while still having, like I talked about, these impactful uh, tasks So if you're interested in uh, learning new stuff, uh, developing yourself, and uh, working with with quite large tasks, I think this is the program for you. And also, you don't need to be a media industry expert or have any prior experience like I did with journalism. That doesn't matter. What matters is your motivation and being a a team player. So... um, don't be afraid to apply, even though you don't have that much experience with the media industry. That's not really the point of it.
0: Uh, were there any other benefits to the
1: program? Yes. So, by working in different placements in Shipstead, I think you get a true sort of 360 degree view of Shipstead, both, both operationally and more importantly, strategically, thinking as one, one company. But also, uh, I'd like to point out that there's usually five to seven trainees hired every year. And we have both social gatherings and uh, six uh, training weeks where we learn new stuff and try to develop ourselves. So you get this uh, sense of belonging and a network of people, both socially and also being able to help one another if there's if there's a problem uh, or something you didn't master at the job operationally, or even if there's uh, if you're going through a tough experience, uh, which you usually are at some point, because you're thrown out there trying different tasks, you can get support from one another, which is a really nice experience. And I think I will cherish those uh, relationships uh, throughout my life. That's good. And,
0: and how many does apply and how many get in, are you aware, Do you know about the
1: numbers there? Yeah, I don't know the exact numbers, but there's a couple of hundred appliers. Oh well, uh, my
0: God, so you're, you're Navy SEALs, the one that get in.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about that. At least it was a good fit, uh, I think yeah. is important. And what Many you, interviews or how, how does it work? It's a very interesting recruitment process. Um, it, and it, it has changed a bit since I applied, but I think the one we've got now is even better, which is that there's no applications or CVs. There's just a sort of uh, very uh, rudimentary screening in the beginning. And then there's a, uh, then there's a skill test, so, sort of IQ-ish, which uh-huh. is...
0: Squares and circles.
1: Yeah, totally different fit the holes. patterns here and there, which is the next uh-huh. one. But also very sort of doesn't narrow it down that much. But what is really interesting is when you get to the assessment center which from my experience in other companies has been like solving cases and doing problem solving, which it, there's a element of that as well in That The big difference is we are using a VR escape room as the assessment. That's interesting. So the candidates are put into groups yeah. and then... On their monitors, they are having a sort of virtual escape room uh, oh. game. Then there's uh, observers noting. So my, na- my Navy Seal
0: uh, idea wasn't that of <laughs> escape <then>. rooms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it really really shows what role you take in a team, and yeah. it also doesn't. So it's about showing you're good at teamwork within the escape room, I guess. Yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, teamwork and what role you typically take and how you're able to fulfill the needs of the team.
0: Yeah,
1: um, communication is key, of course.
0: So pr- probably your your performance in the escape room is what got you through in the end.
1: Yeah, and then there then there's a last interview as well. Okay. What I like about the escape room is that instead of using media business cases, which if you have experience within the media industry, you have a sort of uh, advantage. Yeah. While in an escape room there's a there's a free-for-all. And if you if you're a good team player, then uh, then that's what we'll see and what you'll we'll, uh, evaluate.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Didn't know that ships that used escape rooms <laughs> to to find their, their intelligent trainees. Yeah, before the Great.
1: pandemic it was actually an AR escape room. So there was like a room and you, you saw uh, the escape room through your uh, phone, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> which is also quite cool.
0: Did you get a good overall picture on Shipstead? Do you think during the program?
1: Yeah, so I was working in different different media section, and I was really happy to also have worked in uh, Nordic marketplaces in uh, Tori. And like yeah. I talked about, this was a new experience for me. Which uh, in the beginning I didn't, I felt that I didn't master really well. I was used to just coming there, applying my prior knowledge and being able to produce something, which is also really, really important, at least in the beginning, you're not there to perform straight away. You're there to learn, adapt and uh, and try new things. So yeah, I was really happy having that experience. And what I lack is uh, working somewhere in Next, which I uh, would really like to try. Yeah, because that
0: was my next question. I mean, now you're in E24 uh, and now you get a pretty good scope on ships that which company would you like to work in uh, in the future
1: so my trainee program is is over now uh yeah. in september so i will stay on in e24 because this funds project engaged me so much what i've learned is that i like to be quite operative hands-on and also a bit strategic and i'm working with people and and creating stuff so if there will be any further opportunities in uh, Next, in a, sort of a smaller startup environment, I would really like to try that. But I'm, uh, I'm super, super happy uh, where I am right now.
0: Uh, Kerstin, thank you so much for coming to Shipstead Talks.
1: Hey, it was a pleasure. I really like talking about it. So if anyone else has any questions, they can uh, reach out to me and I'll, uh, uh, we can have a coffee chat. <laughs>
0: This podcast was brought to you by Shipstead Employee Branding Team. My name is Hugo Renberg and producer was Jens Back.